Welcome to The Rank with John and Zach. I'm John. I'm Zach. We've been friends since Cub Scouts, and now 30 years later, we decided to start a podcast where we'll be ranking anything and everything. You know, the natural progression of events for millennials. You're probably wondering what credentials we have to rank anything. Well, we don't have any. And if you disagree, <laughs> join the discussion at Twitter at, at the Rank Podcast, on our website at therankwithjohnandzach.com. Or email us at therankwithjohnandzach at protonmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at The Rank Podcast. And remember, please rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep this thing going. Anyway, enjoy the show. Sometimes people act like in the past people took more um, more uh, like pride in their jobs and they did it because like it was like part of their being or some shit. Like, That's such a stupid... Yeah, I agree. And like... They even talk about like going way back, like you know, like you're a fucking miller or something, or like a blacksmith yeah. in the olden days. It's like that you really think that those people wouldn't if you gave them enough resources to live, they wouldn't be like, All right, fuck milling. I don't care. You know? I'm yeah. gonna go hang out with my family. Yeah, no kidding. Because it's like it's just such a ridiculous thing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm okay with like the idea that you take pride in your craft. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That's okay. Um but the idea that like that you're defined by it and you're mm-hmm. happy to be defined by it is just stupid. Mm-hmm. I guess the only time that that is really kind of like I'm o- I- I'm okay with that thought is like if you're a professional athlete. Yeah, that's pretty well, much it. <laughs> yeah, um, professional athletes are interesting though because they put so much of themselves into that, like. It takes in order to get to that level. These these people are like have been training every day since they were a child to do this. You know, eight hours right. a day, every right. single day, and it's like that's a lot of yourself to put into something without it being part of your personality when you grow up. Sure, exactly, and I mean, and that there, I'm sure there are some you know circumstances where that's true for outside of professional athletics. You know, mm-hmm. but like the reality is, if you if people really loved working that much, nobody would get fucking paid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have to pay you to be there. And then you get these seat, like you get the bosses and CEOs and shit who like to perpetuate the idea that like you should love to work and you should work for the passion of it or whatever because they want you to work harder. And it's like yeah. you guys seem to go golfing an awful lot for someone who thinks that work is the only thing you should do. <laughs> Because <laughs> as soon as you make enough money to actually leave the office and go golf, that's what you do. You don't you don't stay at the office and go. I adore work. Give me more work, please. Yeah, no kidding. And and, and you know that obviously to become a CEO, you have had to work a lot. But mm-hmm. yeah, but and, you know, it's, and I'm not begrudging you up. that you that you were like, okay, well now I'm the CEO and I can delegate more and I can take some time off and go golfing. Mm-hmm. Ah, fucking have at it, man. I'm yeah, not, that's fine. Don't pretend like. Everybody that was underneath you should have that same drive, you know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, some people just want to work eight hours a day and that's it. Be done. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like those questions at uh, interviews where they're like, you know, you have to pretend to have like a deep passion for frozen yogurt, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I think it's an old Dave Chappelle Chappelle bit where he mentions the frozen yogurt one specifically. And then he's like, I'm broke. That's why I want to work here. I realized I said that like professional athletes are like the only ones that probably love their jobs but really musicians probably do too 
well any artist you know they put a lot of themselves into it and they spend a lot of time trying to succeed at it and uh you know art is good for the soul unlike rote office work or milling <laughs> yeah smithing yeah um <laughs> I just love making armor. <laughs> some of them maybe do. Maybe some of them treat it as art. And like, the, there's something to be said That's for true. craftsmanship. But That's like, true. you shouldn't force that on people who do not feel it. But who do you think that people that craft things like that enjoy it more when they have to, when they need money to do it? Yeah. Or we're, we're, no, ahead. I think they enjoy it more just doing it for the for the for the art of it. You know. Right. Anyway, people are fooling themselves when they say, like, well, but people, back in my day, people worked for the love of work. No, yeah, no they, they didn't. Yeah, no, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things that you think were the case back in your day were not the case at all. Yeah. yeah. You, you doofuses. Yeah. You know what that is? That's called cognitive dissonance. Mm -hmm. What that means is that you worked for 35, 40 years, and you need to have a reason for having to having done that. That's not just, well, I needed to make some money. Yeah, because otherwise they will look back on their lives and see the meaningless void that it was. But anyway, you know who does not feel like they uh, wasted their lives are these uh, maybe 20 rappers yeah. or less that we've got on our list here. Yeah. We'll have to ask them if any of them feel like they wasted their lives. Now, I have an honorable mention. Do you have an honorable mention? I... Uh... No, I don't. I did, but then I bumped somebody off, and the honorable mention moved to number ten. So we'll just get there. Well, it was this was a really hard list for me. Uh, I, oh, I had a dishonorable mention. Oh, you did. Yeah. Well, here, let me do my honorable mention, then you do your dishonorable mention. Okay. So my honorable mention is Fifty Cent. Okay. Didn't quite make my top ten. Mm -hmm. He has. It was really difficult, but he has probably the best debut album of any mm -hmm. rapper ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people I, I like mean, that one. Yeah. I, mean, I do believe that maybe he should get past my number 10. Mm -hmm. But my number 10 is just sort of a special one for me that I think is underappreciated and fun. So you'll see yeah. that coming up. But uh, I, I would say that most people would probably be like, really? 50 mm -hmm. Cent isn't better than this guy? Yeah. And I'll be like, no. Yeah, not, not in my face or my head. I don't think you think with your face. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I think with my face, that's my problem. Um, so who? What is your who or what is your dishonorable mention? I like what? Like it's an alien. <laughs> well, I didn't know if it was a group. It might have been a group. It's the dirt. Um, or I guess it would be who or whom? Whom? I don't know. But uh, just to jump on to the point you made there, a lot of this is just me personally, not I. I don't know much about what goes into rap or hip-hop or anything it's not really my my milieu um i have a lot of rappers i like but mostly it's like it just fits me personally or i enjoy them personally so like i hope nobody like thinks that this is the definitive list definitive list of uh best rappers of all time it's just people i like or well, don't think, like in this case i think it's important to point out that obviously the best way to to determine the best rappers or hip hop artists, whatever, mm -hmm. is to have two white guys. Oh, absolutely. That are yes. that are almost forty, <laughs> discussing it. Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to mention is that I, I'm interested to hear your list because I think we both 
sort of peaked as fans of this genre at different <laughs> times. And I think our lists are going to be extremely representative of that. Yeah, for sure. I think and, so too. Yeah, and I, I have a very strong idea of who the sort of people who are on your top 10. We'll see, we'll see. My dishonorable <laughs> mention is a an extremely popular rapper. Yeah. It's Drake, it's Drake, who I just hate. Like, I, I, hate, I hate his <laughs> rapping and I hate his face. The only thing I like about him is his awesome dancing in the Hotline Bling video. But mostly I like that because of all the memes that it inspired and that, that gives me life, as the kids say. What about what about his acting on Degrassi? Did you like Oh, that? I did never wa I never watched that. So um, I mean me he, either. Looks, he looks convincingly like he's in a wheelchair and that he's sitting. <laughs> I, I think that's about the extent of his acting. In in that he's sitting. <laughs> Bomani Jones was talking about Drake and he was just like, look, I'm not trying to hate on younger people, but how do you pick this guy as like the best-selling rapper of your generation? Like, <laughs> He's fine, just exists in the background, whatever, but this guy is like the fucking top in the world and there are so many good people floating around right now. From a song I actually kind of like, Jumpman, which is a pretty famous song of his, and you know, it repeats Jumpman jump, jump, over and over again, and at one point he goes, Jumpman, Jumpman, uh, I think I need some Robitussin because it kind of rhymes with Jumpman. That's terrible. It's terrible. And also, it's not like he doesn't go off on a little tangent about how he's sick or something like that. That would work, right? But um, no, it's it's just that Robitussin rhymed with it, sort of. So, yeah, and, that's not good. Well, so let's let, let's move on from Drake now. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to let's go to somebody's number ten. Who do you want to go or you, you go? You go first. Me? I don't. All yeah. right, you ready for this? Yeah. I'm ready. You actually already questioned me on this. My number 10 is Mace. Oh. M-A dollar sign E. And if you're ever out trying to find me, I think I should warn you. I get hot when I want to. And you let oh. it. Okay. Now, this may okay. seem odd. Okay. It does. Um, it, it may seem odd. <laughs> to have him this high. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I get it. I get that not a lot of people would have him <laughs> as number 10 or on their top 10 at all. Uh, but I loved Mace when I was a teenager. I uh -huh. uh, he he was both fun, um, you know, and and he was like a little bit gangster sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. like not believably so, I guess. But mm -hmm. like he had those kind of lyrics. I, I think I, I listened to his I I listened to his album Harlem World pretty much all the time. Like yeah, on ob obviously, if you're sitting there quoting it off the top of your head, I think you're the only person yeah. who can quote Mace off the top of their head aside from Mace. <laughs> and Mace's mom, maybe. <laughs> he's, not, he's probably not on anybody else's top ten. No, I would uh, imagine not. But he's on mine, so whatever. Mace is like, I don't get it myself on my fucking top ten. I'm kidding. <laughs> my number one is Jesus. Yeah, uh, Mason Bertha is his real name. I really? know way too much about Mace. Yeah, I'm already over Mace. <laughs> I never <laughs> want to talk about Mace again. Oh, he's good. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to trying. I'm not trying to diss your your number ten. So my number. Actually, you know what? I want to quick. Uh, there's a there's a show on MTV when we were teenagers. I, it was like a comedy show. They used little like like very silly animations, and they would just have little skits between like celebrities or something like that. I think it was on after Celebrity Deathmatch the kind of show it was and there was one where mace was trying to like mace was talking to puff daddy and he was trying to like leave rap and puff daddy's like no you're making me too much money you can't leave rap and he's like but puffy i want to go do this and puff daddy's like who lets you drive the rugrats car mace oh i remember this. 
And he's like, you do puff. And I that's the first thing I think of whenever I think of mace is you do puff. You do so, puff. Yep. So that's that's my mace. Uh yeah, what do you who do you have for your number 10? My number 10 was good originally gonna be an honorable mention because it's a group, it's Jurassic Five. Um, because I couldn't pick one of them because all of their songs are basically equal amount of lyrics between all of them, and they sort of treat themselves like they're one group, one thing. That's why it's gonna be a dishonorable mention, uh, an honorable mention because like you can't pick a group, but I'm gonna fucking do it. Number ten because the lyric I chose for them is because uh, it's the brothers on the mic occupying the drum. We take four MCs and make them sound like one. So they sort of even even uh, admit that like they're they're functioning as a singular unit, not just not just a, a group of separate entities. Wow, used their own lyrics for your technicality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Done. Um, I think what's his face, Dakir, is the best rapper of them. So if I have to pick somebody, I, I would have him as them. No, you're fine with just picking Jurassic Five. Never heard of them. So go go look them up, man. I love it. Um, I, I listen to them all the time. Uh, you probably want to get the first song I ever heard of them was The Influence. It's just such a good song. I'm like, go listen to it right now and I'll wait. No, don't do that. But yeah, I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> um, so what's your number uh, nine? My number nine is Dr. Dre. Okay. Okay. Now, here's the thing about, about having Dr. Dre in the top 10. I do realize that Dr. Dre isn't really best known as a rapper. He's best known as a producer, mm -hmm. right? Um, and and then he doesn't write his own songs, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there, oh, he's not the best rapper because he doesn't even write his own shit. And I just want to be like, how many singers do we listen to and we're like, these are great singers and I enjoy listening to them and they don't write any of their own songs. Mm -hmm. Just have great voices. I challenge, I would say that most rappers do not have as good of a cadence or as cool of a voice as Dr. Dre mm -hmm. while they're rapping. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I love listening to him rap. The Chronic and Chronic 2001 are two of probably the best rap albums of all time, in my mm -hmm. opinion. So, yeah, no, that's why he's up there. You're not wrong about the, the albums in general. I mean, think of all the classic hits that he brought us. Yeah, I know. And I actually have always liked his rapping. Again, I don't, I guess he doesn't write them, the lyrics, but like whoever does, does a good job. And then he, I think you're right. He delivers them very well. He did. Del he delivers it excellently. It's, and this goes to what we were saying earlier. Some people are skilled in different areas mm -hmm. of, of this, and you know, some some people can write really well, and but can't really, you know, be on cadence or be on beat that well. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? No, yeah. He's and it's so. like his delivery is kind of very responsible for the for the rise of that genre of rap at the time, right? Where like he really sort of typified like the really cool gangster, you know? Yes. Partly yeah. because of how cool he delivered everything. And also like he's, if he's coming up with these songs, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of can't fault a guy for coming up with good, you know, samples and beats and everything. And then also being a decent rapper, if not a good writer. So exactly. Uh, I'm you say we're, we're on the same page, here. same page. I, uh, I used to like Kanye West in the same way. People would kind of criticize his rapping. But uh, Kanye West is number like negative a billion on my list for reasons. Why? <laughs> Just reasons. <laughs> he seems like a super nice, friendly racist against his own people. Um, <laughs> Aside from the racism and anti-Semitism and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. And the fact that his ex-wife is like desperate to avoid him. Can't imagine why. 
Me neither. He seems he seems nice. So my number nine though jumps <laughs> jumps off of yours really well because it's Tupac Shakur. Oh, two packs of sugar. Two packs of sugar. <laughs> it's great how you how you say that. <laughs> so um I don't know. I feel like Tupac's uh repu reputation has sort of gone up and down over the years. It's interesting. For a while he was kind of considered the absolute best. And then the I think goat. he fell off a bit. And then I think he came back a little bit. And then a lot of people were like, you know, a lot of his behavior was pretty questionable. And then it's like, well, I think he was a criminal as well. So, like, I'm not sure why you're so worried about that. But, um, yeah, so it's kind of gone up and down over the years. That's okay. It's why he's my number nine. I think similar to Dr. Dre, he's got excellent delivery. Some yeah. of the best, I think, like, maybe yeah. ever. And, um I don't know. I can't, you know, I'm not like Mr. You know, is this a good lyric or not? But I think his writing is generally good. Um, maybe your, maybe his persona is not always ideal, but that's just, that's just me. So uh, his lyric that I chose is a pretty famous one of his, uh, you know, it's funny when it rains, it pours, they got money for wars, but can't feed the poor. Um, a lot of, I, you know, a lot of his lyrics are very socially conscious before like conscious rappers were really so much a thing and uh yeah it's a line i think of a lot because it's like why are we still you know like look at look at the military budget and then people are like but we can't pay for medicare for all like, I, know, I, I know who's gonna pay for it i don't know uh the, i don't know maybe no. do have the military pay for it well here here's my number eight missy misdemeanor elliot mm, good one i i spoiler alert do not have her on but i very close to like i almost did several times yeah, I feel like she's kind of underrated, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, and I think some people kind of view her as more pop now mm -hmm. than rap. Mm -hmm. But when she first came out, she was definitely rap, mm -hmm. I, in my opinion, anyway. You know, I, re I remember seeing the video for Superfly. Mm -hmm. Superfly, Super Duper Fly. It just was like, you know, and I, and I was a teenager who was very much like, uh, I don't really like listening listening to women singers, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I was pretty sexist as a as a teenager. <laughs> I think a lot of were. Yeah, you know, and I, I, it kind of upsets me to think about. But anyway, we in were teenagers in the nineties. You know, it's not. Yeah, not, I know. Not to excuse anything, but it is what it is. I, I mean, I think I became not sexist fairly quickly once, like, I was exposed to more of the world than mm -hmm. my tiny community but but anyway yeah she's incredible she sort of wrapped the sexism out of me a little bit you know <laughs> thank you missy i am no longer sexist <laughs> she's just i was like oh wow this is really good um but yeah no, she's, I, I think she's really good actually i'm kind of regretting not putting her on my top 10 now because i was thinking about it um you know i listened to some of her some of her songs and it's like damn like how come Feel like everybody slept on her a little bit despite the fact that her songs were big hits in a lot of cases i don't know yeah i know but i feel like when when they're talking about rappers it's it's still just this like well it's this guy or this mm -hmm. guy or this guy and i'm like i actually purposely was like i, I wanted to make sure she was on my list because mm -hmm. i really liked her and i didn't want my list to be consistent entirely of men yeah um which spoiler it does for the rest of it which you know i it might just be that I don't know enough rap, uh, female mm -hmm. rappers, you know? Yeah. It's not about yeah, I, like, that men are just better. Yeah, I feel bad now. <laughs> Mine is, is, is like that. But I think at the same time, there 
it's not sort of the, the it's a male heavy industry. Yeah, it hasn't always been friendly to women rappers. Yeah. So like it's it's more difficult for especially casual fans like us to hear somebody unless they get radio airplay and they don't always. Unless they're, you know, hot or whatever. Sh shout out to a couple of women rappers I do like. I think Foxy Brown is a lot better than people remember. And um Rod Digga is really good. Rod Digga, huh? Mm-hmm. She's in flip mode squad. So oh, she, really? Yeah, she shows up sometimes in Buster Rhymes songs. Yeah. Flip mode is the squad. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Flip mode's the greatest, as he says, because yeah. he's like crying in his crib or something he's saying in that song. And then his mama asks, Did you fall down and bump your head? And he says, Yeah, flip mode's the greatest. And it's like that's a non sequitur. Buster. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, because he flipped. Then, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I get it now. <laughs> and also, uh Bust is not on my top ten, but uh videos awesome. <laughs> Some of the best. Uh, actually, Missy had excellent rap videos too. Her videos were crazy. I had I had Buster Rhymes album. I had I, I bought all of Buster Rhymes albums like until I left home. You know, <laughs> I'm imagining you like you're like depression era leaving home. Like you're getting your stick with a bag <laughs> with a with a tied bag at the end of it, and you're putting in you're putting your Buster Rhymes CDs into that bag, and then you're leaving home, hitting the rails. I think that's one of those things that only tickles me. So let's move on. <laughs> All right. Well, what's your number eight? My number eight is a current rapper, Kendrick Lamar, um, who I thought about putting higher, and then I thought about putting lower, and then I thought about well, eight sounds about right, right? Um, I feel like a lot of people think he's already one of the greats, um, greatest there is right now. I don't know. This is not my not my place, but I do love his sort of current take on social consciousness and his current. I feel like a lot of his a lot of his songs go very deep into like thinking about things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, like he's like he's like a whole song will be him thinking about something and like not necessarily changing his mind about things, but like you know, sort of pontificating. And how many rappers really pontificate rather than um, just I don't know whatever? Although a lot of a lot of his songs are also just you know him saying how good he is, which is fine. Um, <laughs> that's that's the lyric i had for him it's actually it's it's not i'm sitting there talking about him pontificating and being socially conscious and then his uh his lyric i have is the serengeti's clone back to put you back stabbers on your spinal bone you slipped your disc when i slid you my disc you wanted to disc but jumped on my dick um that's just pretty like, impressive yeah a lot of his stuff is like very creative and everything and then also he's one of those people who has like nine meanings to a lot of the things he says and it's like fuck, how did you come up with this thing where you know all the words have, have like different you know you can take it nine ways and my number seven is james james yeah you know him the ladies love him oh ladies love cool james they do i don't necessarily recognize him as james it turns out <laughs> well i mean i kind of did that on purpose i led you to it so yeah i mean he's the godfather of rapped of rap well, <laughs> I mean, he's also, he also has a rat that he is the godfather of. That's just because it's his it's his nephew's rat, and like the nephew's cute, and was like, "What do you got?" Fine? He's like, "All right, fine." Um, yep. I think he proclaimed himself the godfather of rap. Well, right? that's part that's part of it, right? If you're willing to claim right, the crown, right. it's yours. So, I mean, you know, but I think, I think it's, I don't think it's a, a wrong, you know. Like, I see where he's coming from. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, nobody really argued with him, so I guess that uh, that says something, you know. But N "Knock You Out" was the first rap song I ever heard. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to knock you out. Mama said knock you out, which like in retrospect, it's not really that great of a song, yeah. you know? Um, but I, I really liked it. I, I, I think it my babysitter when I was, I don't know, five, six, seven, somewhere in that age was mm -hmm. who just constantly played MTV, like all the mm -hmm. time. Yeah. She was quote unquote babysitting me, you know? I remember I used to argue with her, like, I don't want to watch this, you know? <laughs> But I remember enjoying that song, and I used to sing it to my mom. You know, mom said, "Knock you out." And I remember mom being like, "What are you? What? Why are you saying that? <laughs> I didn't tell you to knock anybody out." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think he. I think that song and him, him in that song specifically introduced a lot of people to, to rap like along with early artists like Run DMC and KRS One or something. But that was like a big. Pop hit as well, not pop, but which is why he's the Godfather. Mm -hmm. So that's that's absolutely fair. I feel like he's accessible in a way that works for people when they're not as familiar. Like when say you're a kid, it's kind of fun, right? Yeah, exactly. And then I thought, if I thought it was no, really fun. No, I was just gonna say I thought it was a really fun song. I'm and really if, enjoying it for me, if we're being honest, he's not a bad actor either. Not yeah, he's really good. not. Yeah, he doesn't, doesn't necessarily have great range, but he's got a lot of charisma, and the roles that he takes usually he fits pretty well. So, the only issue I had, like when he first started out acting, mm -hmm. he was very much like trying to keep that image of like, look at this like dimple I've got and how pretty I am. You know, like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not that he wouldn't say pretty, but you know, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying. He was like trying to always be suave, and I think that's kind of left now mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Well, what do you have for number seven? You know, just a quick aside by number nine, Tupac, also a decent actor while he was, well, he acted. He didn't yes. take too many roles, but he uh, had a lot of screen presence. Very good. So where are we, number seven? Yep. Number seven, I'm looking at my list and wondering why. I'm going to switch these two around. No, wait, I'm not going to. Number seven <laughs> for me is Rakim, who uh, mostly was famous for, you know, Eric B and Rakim, a lot of a lot of earlier songs that like again were very introductory for some people uh, a lot of really great stuff eric b for president um i mean i wouldn't actually vote for him but i would um i, I guess i don't have much to say about rocky except that it was he sort of had a very lyrically dense style at a time when not as many people did you know how earlier rap songs tend to be a lot of i don't want to say simple rhymes but more like structured sort of an a b a b kind of rhyme scheme you know what i mean yeah I, I know exactly what you mean and uh this was you know the 80s or something and his his style tended to be a lot more complicated and dense and that's not necessarily a good thing or a better thing but it's something i like you'll find most of the people on my list here are very like kind of dense lyrics and um my I have, I have somebody in mind that I is not on my top ten, and I really mm -hmm. think is going to be on yours. I also have somebody in mind that I think is going to be on both of ours, based on what you've just said. Go yeah. ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah, I was just going to say my uh, my lyric of his is actually a newer one, and by newer I mean I think it came out like two thousand. <laughs> it's uh, this from the song "Guess Who's Back." Uh, in time, no one can seem to blow your mind as far as this. You'll find you'll need philosophers and anthropologists, astrologists, professors from your smartest colleges with knowledge of scholarships when Robbie dropping this. Um, I, th I think that's so smooth. That is really good. Yeah. I don't know Rakim that well, so. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, because he, he was big in like the olden days and then he was kind of big again and he kind of disappeared. So I don't know. I'm not even sure if he's still alive. It's one of those artists where I still like him, but I'm like, wait a second, is he around? 
<laughs> is he living anyway? Is he alive on Earth? I don't know. Well, speaking of uh, alive on Earth or not, um, yeah. my next one is not. Oh, he's not alive on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> he's moved to Mars. <laughs> he is DMX, my number six. Oh, DMX. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember very fondly when It's Dark and Hell is Hot came out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, it was such like a raw album. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt like it was it was very different um, than most of what else was out there. Even like different from even like the gangst gangster rap. You know, mm -hmm. like it was kind of that way, but it but it also wasn't because it was just so like graphic in mm -hmm. its in its imagery. Um, yeah, it had a lot of energy. You know, it came out and it, like really injected. Yeah, like the entire scene with energy. I remember that as well. So. And I enjoyed Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood as well. And um, his third album, which I can't remember what it was called now. Um, but Was that the, was that the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer one? Yep. No, that's the one where it's, uh, you know, the up in here. Oh, right, right. Yeah. That one. So his third album was kind of more pop. And he, he got away from, like, the hard stuff oh. he'd been doing. Um but I feel like, you know, I, I think a lot of people sort of criticize him for that. But I'm like, you know, how hard do these guys have to continue living for our entertainment? You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, what did he die of? I feel like because he's seems like he was he might young. Be he was in his 50. I think he was 50. Yeah. And I think it's just, I think it was just like a heart attack. I don't I don't know. Yeah, it reminds me of professional wrestlers where just sometimes they, they've given too much of their life force to the world and they have to go. Yeah, you know, I, I just... You know, for me too, it's just I feel like there's a lot of uh, like, oh, you know, he was good, and then he and then he got soft or whatever. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm not yeah. saying DMX was soft or anything, but I just I just mean like, what what are people's expectations? You mm -hmm. know, like they're gonna rap, they're gonna the the art should be about what you know and are exposed to, right? Because if you're talking about things that you don't really know anymore, then it's not gonna ring as true. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So DMX got rich. So, you know, it's hard to rap about. You know, yeah, let him rap trying about to make a rich. deal with the devil to to uh, to 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 make it big, mm -hmm. like Damien. You know. Anyway. No, it's tough because you get famous from for the one kind of style or whatever, or the one kind of content, and then people want you to continue that forever, and it's like. It's this is one of the only genres where like selling out like that is a big deal. I mean, bands right. you know get famous and they sell out or whatever, but like he went pop because like his songs got popular. And it's like that's how that works. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh. the people that don't like indie bands when they get. Mm -hmm. It's not fair, and then oh. it, it actually seems like you're to your point to take something like you know to take sort of a toll on on hip hop artists. Yeah, when they have to keep it in a particular style and they might want to move to something else. So anyway. Well, what's your number six? My number six is another current rapper, Pusha T, um, who uh, I got exposed to accidentally a couple of years ago. <laughs> and then, or, I feel like you've well, talked to me about Pusha T before. Yeah, it's funny because I he was in Clips, if you remember Clips. Um, nope. <laughs> well, they were like, it was him and his brother, and they were a group. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, and they were popular around the of the 2000s and then he kind of kept her going around and then in 2000 i don't know when he came out with an album called daytona um 
that was very well reviewed and unfortunately was produced by Kanye West. So he's kind of on the album now and I have a hard time listening to it. But I listened to that album and got like obsessed and then like listened to everything he ever did. And he's one of those rappers who's like his lines are like constantly up in my head. Like I'm just thinking of lines of his. And it's funny because he mostly raps about being a drug dealer. That's why he's called Pusha T because he pushes drugs. And I don't have any, I don't have any, it's not relatable to me. I'm not a drug dealer. I've never been. I mean, almost all rap is not relatable to me. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, he kind of paints a picture of his own life that I kind of like. Is again, his lyrics are kind of interesting and complex at times. And he, you know, you know, the website genius.com that um, used to be Rap Genius, where people like annotate rap lyrics to explain them. Nope. <laughs> this is going well. <laughs> um, so, I'm sorry, I wish I did know it, but I don't. It's okay. It's a good website because, like people, like I said, people highlight and, and like give explanations for the lyrics, um, which I use when people use lingo that I don't understand. <laughs> and I go, oh, that's a nickname for that? I didn't know that. Um, but it's also like, hey, this line has multiple meanings due to this, that, and the other thing. And you know how rap can be highly autobiographical, so it won't necessarily make sense if you don't know so much about the person's life. Um, I like it because Pusha T does his own annotations for his own songs on that on that website. Usually it's just randos. He does it himself. So I like that. Oh, really? That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I like, I like, because like, there's like he's got one story about uh, where were you when Big Meech brought the tigers in, and I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Um, and apparently it was it was a, it's like a personal story about a guy who was a drug dealer named Big Meech, I guess, and he had a party that was like so wild he actually brought literal tigers in, like from Scarface, and um, so it's That's just the kind of party I don't want to be at. <laughs> Same because of the tigers, but also kind of a little bit, right? Um, I would like to see it from a very safe distance. <laughs> the entire thing being like in a zoo is very upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> Put all of them behind bars. Wait a second, that's not what I meant. Um, I meant maybe watching, but I have uh, two two lyrics for Pusha T because I couldn't decide. Um, both of them are sort of more braggy than like anything else. You know, it's funny. I think of myself as liking socially conscious rappers so much, but a lot of a lot of the ones on here are more. Or less that. So my first one is uh, It's the Blackout. Rory got the back out. Showing my black ass engine in a glass house. Started in the crack house. Obama went the back route. Killed Bin Laden. Another four up in the black house. Um, I find that really fun. That's that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> and I love the idea of Obama being in the black house. I, I kind of wish <laughs> yeah. we had called it that at the time. <laughs> and I I'm also glad like we didn't, actually. I'm... Yeah, it's probably for the best we didn't. I mean, yeah. a lot of these things I mean in, in complete theoretical terms. i think it's okay i think it would have been funny if black people were yeah. like there was like a black like they were all calling it the black house and then none of none no white people could no white people could like I oh the black house that. right would yeah. you say i yeah and you know because no, he's oh never mind yeah i'm one of those white people who like i feel like i get when people are like well i should be able to if i want to but like I don't really want to say a lot of the things that people are telling me I can't say. If if someone came on and were like, you know, I don't really love you guys doing this this list, I'd be like, well, okay, I, you know, I I don't want to make anybody mad. <laughs> so even if we should be able to, we have like the theoretical right to. I'm I'm cool with just being told, mm, no. Um, but the other one I have is uh, my other lyric of his I have is an earlier one. Um, Givenchy fitting like it's gym clothes. We really gym stars. I'm like D Rose, no D League. I'm like these clothes. 88 Jordan leaping from the free throw. I know that's another one that's in my head a lot. So that's a fun one. I don't really get it. Mm -hmm. 
it's sort of i mean i get i get it but like mm -hmm. you know there's a there's a certain point in the middle there where i was like what how does that correlate <laughs> um but that's okay i mean that's it's cool that's yeah. cool i like it I, and um, I love i love the imagery of 88 jordan leaping from the free throw yeah. it always makes me happy well i'm gonna go on to my number five go for it so I sort of broke the single rapper rule like you did with Jurassic Five. Nice, but not really because it's Outcast, which really okay. means it's not okay. three thousand. Yeah, right. Um, no offense to Big Boy. Mm -hmm. um, He's a big boy; he can take it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I also feel like I don't know that I've ever listened to a solo Andre three thousand album, so I felt like, as skilled as I think he is, I don't think it makes sense to not include Big Boy. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm um but like they were such a great duo you mm -hmm. know i mean there are so many classic songs that just they what 20 years later and people still quote them you know mm -hmm. i'm sorry miss jackson i am for real or shake it like a polaroid picture right mm -hmm. you're, not I mean, to, you're not supposed to shake polaroid pictures though i know i know but you, <laughs> you're like i know <laughs> but you, but you know what I like about that? What, what I found fascinating, even back then when it came out, was like how many like shake it like something songs mm -hmm. had there already been? Mm -hmm. You know, shake your tail feather, mm -hmm. you know, shake your booty, back that ass. I mean, it was just like there's so many of them, mm -hmm. and somehow he was still able to make another version of it work. Yeah, and I think it's the best version that I know of because it's actually funny. Yeah, and I, I, I think it was shortly after that Little John or whoever came out with Shake It Like a Salt Shaker. And it's like, that's so inferior to Shake It Like a Polaroid picture. <laughs> so inferior. I'm actually angry. Like, it, he might not even have come up with it in response or anything like that. It's just so bad in comparison. You need to get out of here with that. Yeah. First of all, you can't have Shaker in the thing after you said Shake It. Like, that's dumb <laughs> as hell. Shake It Like Something That Shakes? That's so fucking stupid. Anyway, moving on. I don't mean to. I don't no, mean to insult I, Little John or the Yin Yang Twins. <laughs> well, I, I also the only other thing I was going to say is that he Andre three thousand had a very unique flow. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I thought you know that it's, he's unmistakable, which I mm -hmm. think is another reason why Outcast is in my top ten. But yeah, Outcast, so what's Outcast is great. I just want to. I, I love Outcast. Didn't quite make it in mine, but. Uh... Yeah, we haven't had any repeats yet, have we? We haven't. It's it's a very it's interesting. Surprising. Yeah, I think we might get a repeat soon. I think. Well, okay. So I know that there's going to be a repeat at some mm -hmm. point. But uh, yeah. Well, what's your number five? My number five is uh, some someone you might recognize, the Notorious B.I.G. Probably a little low for a lot of people, but again, it's just my personal opinion. I don't really, I'm not really as into that era of rap. He's really good and um, very influential on a lot of rappers I know. Um, I guess I don't have much to say about him because he's not really one of my personal favorites. I mostly put him up here because every time I do hear him, I, I appreciate how good he was and um, he was technically very excellent. And he sort of, for me, a little bit similar to when I was talking about with Rakim, he, he sort of, it was a transition to a different kind of lyrical style. And uh, I think that's why it was so influential on a lot of people who came after. So I'm going to spoil my uh, list a little bit here and say that Biggie is not on my list. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I just uh, sort of want to explain why, because I, I'm aware that Biggie's really good. Mm -hmm. um, but I just didn't really listen to him. 
Yeah. If you, there's a specific reason for that, if you remember. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so Zach and I had a couple of friends who, I mean, I would say probably got us into rap in the first place. Yeah. Maybe me more than you. No, actually. absolutely. Um, and they loved Tupac mm -hmm. and they hated Biggie. Yeah. To the point that I wouldn't listen to Biggie just because I wouldn't want to deal with the fallout of listening to Biggie. <laughs> same, same. If you went to them and said that you enjoyed a Biggie song, you would get yelled at. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Like, okay, never mind. <laughs> they also believed for a long time that Tupac didn't actually die. Um, so they were very into Tupac. They were, um, it was, it was, it was, it was large. The amount. Yeah. <laughs> I remember and, asking once, "What's wrong with Biggie?" And they were like, "He sucks." I was like, "Okay, right. that's not an a... answer, but I'll just drop it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was very clear to me that I was like, "I'm not allowed to like Biggie," mm -hmm. so I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna attempt to get into him. Yep. And and honestly, what what happened is just that I just sort of I drifted away from most music throughout uh, as I got older. So it wasn't mm -hmm. even like a. Anyway, my point in saying it is that I, I'm, I'm probably there's probably a lot of people out there who are like, really, you didn't put Biggie in the top ten, mm -hmm. and it's not because I don't think he's good enough to be in the top ten. It's just that I don't know him that well. Mm -hmm. So, no. very I mean, very similar to me. That's kind of why he's only number five. I, I just want to like recognize that I do like him, but I don't listen to him much, um, and he doesn't really he, he didn't really affect my life all that much. So maybe I could even put him lower, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to diss him because when you diss him, he gets angry. As as my lyrics that I chose, I he's another one I chose too. For um, I'm just cheating. I don't care. Uh, damaging MCs, oxygen they can't breathe. Mad tricks up the sleeve. Wear boxers so my dick can breathe. I enjoy that. Breeze through the Q. Breeze through in the Q45 by my side. Lyrical high and those that rushes my clutches get put on crutches, which I also like. <laughs> get smoked like duchess from the master hate to blast you but i have to you see i smoke a lot your life is played out like kwami i don't know what that means and and then fucking polka dots who rock the spot biggie um that's what i mean that's what i mean about the lyrical style being kind of different from the people who came before i don't mean that in a bad way as far as the things who came before but he was very influential in that way and then the other one is another line that gets stuck in my head a fucking lot um the rocket launcher biggie stompcha high as a motherfucking helicopter I, uh, and the way he delivers it is even better. Oh, and by the way, his delivery is fucking masterful. Like, even if his lyrics sucked, he would have been. I mean, one. I remember when Hypnotize came out. Mm -hmm. I, I actually remember really enjoying that song. Mm -hmm. Biggie, 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 kid. And I remember that that our friends there were so mm -hmm. pissed off about it because they're like, they sampled a Snoop song. <laughs> doggy, 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 can't you see? <laughs> I mean, I, it, it. I forgot it was about like, that, but I remember it now. You remember that, right? Because yeah. I was like, "Oh, I really like this hypnotized song." They're like, "Fuck Biggie," you know? Yeah, it's like, it's like okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. Do you still feel a tiny bit like guilty sometimes? Like, yes. <laughs> like when I'm like, "Oh, Biggie's this is pretty." Oh, I don't know. Should I not like Biggie? And mm -hmm. I'm like, "What am I doing?" You know, I'm not 14. Yeah. <laughs> it's same. It's like they say when a dog, like if you have a dog, if you they can't get over like a barrier or something when they're puppies, they'll think they can't get over it when they're right. adults. So <laughs> that's how I feel a little bit like, fuck it, man. Should be able to like Biggie, but no. <laughs> um, well, let's, I mean, are you, are you good? Should I go on to my number four? Yeah. What's your number four? Uh, Childish Gambino. Oh, okay. Okay. 
um, known maybe more as an actor, but uh, you know, absolutely appreciated as a, appreciable as a rapper. So here's what I think is interesting. I think that he was more well known as an actor, but has actually become more well known to to the younger generation as Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's sort of fascinating. I mean, he's excellent. Mm-hmm. He has also a very unique style and flow, mm-hmm. and I like that he doesn't. He, he he tends to like subvert the genre. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to try different things with this. Like, mm-hmm. it's still rapping, but I'm going to try different things. Um, but uh, he just, he has a lot to say. And it's really, lyrically, he's he's pretty excellent, I think. Mm-hmm. And I do sometimes, like, after he became Childish Gambino, he kind of, he stopped being, like, the more fun-loving, kind of nerdy Donald mm-hmm. Glover. Yeah, that I really enjoyed on on like community and when he was doing Derek comedy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, th- this again, this sort of goes to what I was saying earlier. Is like people change. You know, mm-hmm. you get older and, and your priorities change and the things you think about change. And so you have to embrace. Like if you like somebody's art, then you sort of have, unless it's not good. Mm-hmm. You should be able to embrace the changes that they've made and, and appreciate the way that they view mm-hmm. um, their artistic expression as they get older, ultra and more mature. But anyway, that's it. That's what I got. There's actually there's one line of Childish Gambino that uh, that I always think of, and it's just such a like a silly. I don't know why it always comes into my head, but something crazy in Asian Virginia Tech. Which is like a really fucked up reference. It really is. It's also a little old now. I wonder if people remember because you know all the mass shootings have kind of gotten lost in each other. I, I know, um, uh, yeah. but uh, that's that's like one of that's the kind of one where you hear it and go, oh no, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> exactly. But you know, it worked because it's stuck in my because I'm like that's yeah. so clever. But oh, jeez, he's kind of talking lot. about the kind of woman he's into. I like yeah. well, something something crazy in Asian Virginia Tech. Um, are there Asian girls here? Minority report. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the one that one of his that always gets stuck in my apparently he likes Asian girls. Um, yes, he's been very clear about that in his <laughs> albums. <laughs> the one of his that always gets uh, stuck in my head is uh, "Girl, why you lying? Why you Mufasa?" <laughs> I don't remember what it rhymes with, but it rhymes well. And I heard that and went, "That's fucking funny." <laughs> I like that he went with Mufasa instead of Simba. But yeah. uh, and I think. For me, he I sort of think of him primarily as an actor because he's a really good actor. And then like he 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 like it makes me angry that he's a good rapper, a good actor, and then he's like, Oh, I'm gonna make like some of the best TV show you've ever seen. Yeah. In Atlanta, which I haven't seen. I'm like saving it. I want to watch through it. But like it got such rave reviews and everything. I'm like, well, fuck you, childish yeah. Gambino slash Donald Glover <laughs> being good at everything. Yeah. Bastard. Doesn't seem fair. Yeah. No, why why can I can I get like one of his things and he can have the other ones whatever he's the type of guy that'll eventually have an egot right no it seems like it yeah if he wanted to go act in a, a broadway play i feel like he'd get a tony yeah um actually you know what i haven't seen the lion king remake um how is he as a singer i'm not sure i've heard him sing i don't i mean i i don't remember all right well good he's probably, he's probably. probably fine yeah yeah he's probably good 
Well, what's your number four? I'm curious. My number four is Black Thought from The Roots. Um, I have a specific reason for this. It's interesting. I uh, would have had him more down 10, like maybe even not on the list, just someone I enjoy. I used to be obsessed with that one Roots album, Things Fall Apart, back back in the day. Um, so I listened to it a lot. Um, he's he's not even the only lyricist for The Roots. He was always very good. I always liked it. Um, but sort of researching this, I was like, maybe I'll put Black Thought on. Let me look up some of his best lyrics, some of you know the songs that people think he was the best on, and I'll sort of decide if I want to put him 10, 9, something like that. And I came across something that combined with the rest of his body of work that I love, um, put him at number four. And that is one particular freestyle he did for Funkmaster Flex on, I don't know, Hot 97, is it? Um, and you might be like, one, one song, one freestyle? This freestyle, assuming it's actually a freestyle and he's not like he didn't come up with it beforehand, which I don't think he did, is so fucking good. It's kind of one of the best rap songs I've ever heard in my life. Really? And it's a freestyle. Here's the thing. It's a freestyle, and it goes for like 11 minutes of well, him freestyling the entire way through just with the most brilliant fucking lyrics you ever heard. So my lyric from him is the entire fucking thing. Go listen to it. Um, it's on YouTube. It's on. It's actually on Spotify, too, if you look up Black Thought Freestyle. It's some of the best shit I've ever heard in my life. It's like full of like socially conscious points, full of he's the best points. It, and yet it all works together. Full of like complimenting other rappers like Yo, I'm K. Lamar meets Tupac Shakar, which, you know, doesn't quite rhyme, but the way he says it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just some of the best shit I've ever heard in my life. And his flow is incredible. His breath control. I don't know how one raps for 10 minutes. It doesn't get tired. But I uh, guess, no I, kidding. I guess if you're professional, you can do it, but that doesn't matter. It's full of like um, uh, obscure points where it's like, how the fuck did he even come up with that? It's not something I'm thinking about off the top of my head. But I guess, again, it's his, what he does professionally. So, like, he references Padma Lakshmi from Top Chef. Like, <laughs> what? I'm more policed for my core beliefs. They tried to capture me and brand me on the cheek with a floor delice. That side of my heart will be more discreet. I'm international. My passport page is like War and Peace, um, which is just a clever way to end it because War and Peace is a large book. And then I looked it up because I didn't quite get it. Apparently, the tri they tried to capture me and brand me on the cheek with a floor delice. Um, when the French, back when the French had slaves in the in the Americas, when they caught a runaway slave, they would brand them on the cheek with a floor de lis to indicate that they had been a runaway slave. Um, and how is that wow. some? How is that knowledge he has off the top of his head that he then inserts in a in a in a line before War and Peace? Oh, I know. I'll rhyme floor de lis with War and Peace because I happen to know that historical fact about how the French treated runaway slaves. You know what I mean? That's pretty badass. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody go listen to it. Go appreciate Black Thought. And then go back and listen to old Roots songs because the Roots are awesome. And actually, in this song, he even addresses people who uh, were perhaps critical of them becoming the house band for Jimmy Fallon and selling out. He, uh, he mentions, you know, oh, people criticize me for that. But there are still people who are enslaved in the world. Go worry about that. Don't worry about me. Yeah, no kidding. This is the thing. I, I, I hate when people are like, oh, he's sold out. Yeah. Like, you mean like he provided for his family? or Yeah, and he, he got exposure he... for his music and everything? Yeah, like go fuck yourself with that yeah. shit. I just so, I can't stand it. Just on. to prepare you listeners, if if I get if we get offered millions of dollars to, <laughs> to, to like 
somebody wants to purchase the rights to our show, mm -hmm. um, we're probably going to say yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as it's not like weird, you know, we have to be hunted for sport kind of stipulations. Right. Unless there's crazy stipulations, but, but you know, probably we're going to be okay with it. But let, let's let's move on to our our number three, which is um, I don't think Dr. Dre has quite made it to billionaire status yet. He was mm -hmm. he's pretty close, but this guy is actually a billionaire. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, do you already know? No. Jay-Z. Oh, right. Of course. Of course. So I I think I actually had the hardest time with number three. Because my, my top two, I knew who were going to be top two from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Number three, I was like, man, who do I? It's interesting because I, I don't know that Jay-Z is really the greatest lyricist. You know? Not that he's bad, but I... Mm -hmm. There's just something about him. He's got a charisma to him, and the, the way he raps is unique, and he, he makes it fun, and you know, and maybe it's just his business acumen. You know, the way he capitalized on his popularity and built an empire. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, I I had Rockaware clothing back in the day. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite shirts was a Rockaware shirt. I used to mm -hmm. wear it all the freaking time. I did find out that most people didn't like it as much as i did but that's okay <laughs> isn't that fun um, like wait you guys don't like that i thought i looked good yeah I'm like i i really liked this shirt like you know, kind of look like kool-aid um <laughs> i don't remember the specific shirt but i can i can imagine you looking like kool-aid and people saying that and you being like man <laughs> um now, but I did have all of his albums. I, I so mm -hmm. I don't have all of his albums, but there was a time up to I think the blueprint two. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I had all of his albums. Um, but funnily enough, when I was writing this, I'm thinking like, but I can't remember his songs. Mm -hmm. Um I I know that like uh I know Jig uh what's mm -hmm. my mother uh name, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I censored it there. <laughs> I got used to doing it like that when I was a kid. This is the um, clean version. Yeah. <laughs> and uh but the the but the two that stick out to me the most are one is probably not his best song by any stretch of the imagination, but it mm -hmm. may be one of his most popular, Big Pimpin'. Mm -hmm. Big Pimpin', spending the cheese. Um, and then the other one is Renegade because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I'm a renegade, and that was really just more of a showcase for Eminem than anything else. Yeah. So, um, what do you have for number three? Uh, so Jay-Z is, again, a, a, you know what? I'm not going to spoil it. My number, my number three, we're really getting into like the ones that really typify when I was into rap and actually really care about it is MF Doom, who passed away a few years ago. Um, I'm not sure he's, he's still quite as well known. He didn't really have big hits hey, or anything. MF Doom? MF Doom, yeah. NF? M. Like, M. Mother, like mother, mother fucking Doom. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I didn't, I don't know him. He uh, has uh, he he. I don't actually know what he looks like because he always wore a mask because he was a, he was his shtick is that he's a super villain. Um, okay. He has like nine aliases, which is fun, and he like records albums as the different aliases as though he's a different person. I love it. Um, <laughs> my favorite album of his uh, was the first one he did with Mad Lib. I can't remember; it doesn't matter. Um, but it got me really into Mad Lib. Um, as well, he's a producer who's really good. MF Doom has probably the densest lyrical style of anyone I've ever heard. It's just full of crazy rhymes, crazy like a lot of it isn't. It's not quite as good as like what I was saying with Black Thought because like 
a lot of his stuff doesn't have so much content. It's just more of kind of random shit that rhymes sometimes. Yeah. But it's often has good content. When he does have good content, he doesn't talk about anything aside from like he likes food a lot and he likes women a lot, <laughs> stuff like that. And he does like food a lot. He talks about food quite a bit. In fact, he's got an album called Mmm Food. But um <laughs> I can appreciate that. Uh, I, I like I, I'm tempted to not have a lyric of his because all of it is so fucking good and all of it tends to he's the kind of person who will like bring back a rhyme scheme from earlier without telling you and you're like wait hold on this this thing like rhymes in a more complex way than I realized but the one I will say of his is from a song of his called accordion um, off of the album he did with Mad Lib which is actually called Mad Villain is the artist for that one he's not MF Doom because he and Mad Lib are Mad Villain that's the sort oh, of that's the sort gotcha. of thing it's it's actually kind of hard to go through his discography because he's listed under different things but um in living the true gods given y'all nothing but the lick like two broads got more lyrics than the church got ooh lords and he hold the mic in your attention like two swords or one with two blades on it hey you don't touch the mic like it's aids on it wow mm -hmm. And I like, the, I like don't, nothing but licks like two broads. So yeah, I think the first time I heard that, I was, like, good. I was like, ooh. <laughs> um, MF Doom is a rapper I quote a lot because I listen to him a lot and his lyrics get stuck in my head. And I'll say to my spouse, well, in the words of the uh, poet MF Doom, and then I'll say something like that. <laughs> something that's not deeper or anything, but is slightly related to what we were talking about. And my spouse will just be like, oh my God. <laughs> I kind of fucking hate MF Doom because of the way you do this. <laughs> so, well, uh, there, sounds like somebody I'll have here. to check out. Oh, absolutely. Because I don't know him. Well, I'm, my I'm, number. I'm thrilled to have introduced a few people here. I, I love it. Yeah. Well, like, if we're doing music, you're probably going to introduce me to a lot. So uh, I don't know if the viewer knows. Well, the viewer knows, but the rest of the viewers possibly don't know. I listen. I, I listen not that I'm not trying to be like I'm such a music fucking whatever I just will listen to random music like I don't know two three hours a day every day <laughs> and um, it exposes me to a lot of shit and my Spotify wrapped lists are always hilarious you listen to a lot of like you know I you know, uh, you, know uh, you, you listen to your top artists this year were um some obscure Turkish jazz musician, Pusha T and Taylor <laughs> Swift. And I'll be like, that sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> that does sound about right. Yep. So well, uh, again, like I'm not like a G I don't fucking, you know, but I do get exposed to a lot of shit and I also have a tendency to remember them and go, Ooh, let me go back to that person. So yeah, and, and that's you know, how I am with movies, movies. Yeah. But not as much music. It's kind of funny. Yeah. I think the, the the listeners might actually have picked that up because just some of the movies you reference, like the first episode, we're sitting there talking about a famous movie, right? And you're like, oh, well, you know, this is like a No Reservations yeah. movie with Eric Eckhart and Catherine Zeta-Jones. And like no one, including the people who made that movie, remember that movie, except for you. So. Yeah, well, and, I mean... It was like that for even more obscure shit than No Reservations, so... <laughs> Not as much anymore. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, otherwise, I'm not sure you'd do much else. You yeah, have a family now, so it's you know you don't sit around watching movies quite as much. No. Yeah. Sadly. Um, but let me move on to my number two. Please do. It's, it's this is going to be our first repeat. 
Okay. It's Tupac. Okay. I, I thought he might show up. Yeah. One of the all-time great warrior poets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how I view him. Because he, he, he felt like he was fighting a war, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, he was lyrically fantastic. Mm-hmm. So LL Cool J was the first rap song I heard, but Tupac was the introduction to rap mm-hmm. for me because of our friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, their influence is what got me into rap in the first place. Um, but I think when you're young, you get enamored with, with the thug life stuff and mm-hmm. hit them up, you know? Mm-hmm. But he keeps you there with stuff like Dear Mama and Brenda's mm-hmm. Got a Baby and Changes. And, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he was he was just a really unique voice that I, I wish was still around because I feel like he would still be able to produce some, as you would say, socially conscious songs that would mm-hmm. be able to astound like, oh, wow, I didn't think about it like that. Just, like a change of perspective type thing. Yeah. I do wonder, like, because I'm not in touch with those friends anymore, but I wonder if they still think he's alive somewhere or even if they still like him. You yeah, it, it would be funny to see. I, uh, was was it was it he was hiding out in Mexico, I think was the. Was yes, the he was hiding out in Mexico. Yeah, it was a, it was a fake autopsy picture. And <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. Well, we were teenagers. Teenagers yeah. are kind of notoriously dumb. I don't know if you had heard that about us. <laughs> well, what do you have for number two? fuck number two and number one i put i like transposed constantly back and forth <laughs> and let me ask you I'll, I'll change it depending do you think this list should be more best or favorite i view all of our top tens as sort of favorites okay so i'm gonna switch it number one is number two number, number two number two <laughs> <laughs> number two is nas um possibly the rapper i listen to the most and another one who I'm constantly quoting, and um, you know, my spouse says, "Oh my God, shut up!" A lot of the time, um, I think Nas is a great compromise, a little bit toward more hard, you know, street level kind of kind of performing, and more socially conscious stuff. Um, I'm not sure he would consider it socially conscious, honestly. It's for him, it's probably more just life. Yeah, life and revealing the truth of things, but he's very thoughtful about about things as well as especially a lot of his earlier stuff being my life is kind of fucking hard, you know? Like yeah. um life on the streets is kind of fucking hard. Which is fair. Um I actually don't have a, a lyric by him because again, I, I sort of like all of his songs so much. I'm kind of not gonna bother, I don't think. I have historically known that Nas is a great rapper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, I think I listened to like a couple songs, and I just and not that like he was bad, but I just never got into like his style, his flow, the way he did it. Yeah, um, where I just never got into his style, but I know that he's a good lyricist. So anyway, my my point in saying that is that Nas is not on my top ten, but uh, I am aware that he's good. So I I know I've said that for a few people on your list, but I just I I want to be clear that it's not because I'm I'm. Uh, you know, dissing Nas or or Biggie or Kendrick Lamar or anybody else. Um, it's just that I don't know him that well. But I guess I should listen to him more since he's number two on your list here. No, uh, uh, just I've decided I'm not going to do a lyric. Just I'm going to cite the entire song Take It In Blood off of It Was Written. 
which okay. uh, is just such a fucking the entire thing is just a flow like that's why i don't want to separate any lyrics from it and then also from that same album his song i gave you power which is written from the perspective of a gun and um is kind of what's the movie uh the iron giant is kind of the same thing except this is a rap song uh um, huh. those two are uh the ones that i would go to immediately and actually most people might not most people might pick something off of Ilmatic, but i think that those are brilliant that's song. the one i know is Ilmatic. Mm -hmm. yeah it's his most famous but i'll one. have to check out the one the ones here that you just said please do. Um, all right well then i guess i'll go to my number one yeah do it i, I feel like you know what it's gonna be mm -hmm. I, I possibly do eminem yep that's what i was gonna guess and you know i feel sort of bad i know i know why i know why you're picking so eminem yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but he's i okay so my favorite artist of all time is bob dylan mm -hmm. right i love lyrics and i personally think that eminem is the best lyricist in rap and i think if you take out the genre portion of it mm -hmm. he's one of the best lyricists of all time in my opinion because i i don't think there's ever an mostly there's no non sequiturs which is a big thing with rap lyrics there's a lot of not like robitussin right <laughs> yeah. um that that happens a lot with rap and i'm not saying it's bad like it's but it's not it's not great lyrics yeah i feel like everything eminem does has like I mean, you can break down like the syllables of what he does, and you, it, it, and there's like a meaning behind every single one. It's incredible, mm -hmm. just the amount of thought that he puts into into his lyrics. But on top of that, he's such a great freestylist that he can have those incredible lyrics off the top of his head. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy to me. Yeah, um, um, I don't. I don't think anyone would disagree with him being up there and being in, like an incredible lyricist and like I, I say that to like it's not just because he's white you know what i mean right right i know i just you know <laughs> like it does it does uh, it does come I, off as a little i almost put tupac at number one just because i didn't want to be like the white guy that picked a white guy for best rapper but you know it's not true to me so yeah um and i, I remember i i i think i was the only one of our friends that bought the slim shady lp and i just did it sort of on a whim i was working i was working at the rental the video rental store mm -hmm. and i was like oh okay it's got you know a parental advisory sticker on it so it's probably good that's all um, good. that's fine <laughs> quality yeah um and i remember thinking that his voice wasn't that great you know yeah yeah but there was just something about it that just kept me going back to and i kept listening to the album like, this is really good and there was some like some disturbing stuff in there too like mm -hmm. 97 body and clyde you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or it's like, <laughs> like whoo i remember listening to that being like oh my goodness i don't think that uh, i should listen to this out loud um like said, i need headphones for this one you, um, you said that like you're like an old lady who goes to church oh my goodness <laughs> dear lord what is this but then he put out the marshall mathers lp when mm -hmm. i was 16 and i mean I don't know i don't know how you could be 16 into rap and have eminem put out the marshall mathers lp and have it not be like your favorite album of all time or mm -hmm. one of at least yeah. um and and i i remember you know the eminem show i mean his first three albums are just absolutely incredible just amazing albums um but anyway for me it's he's number one by a mile 
Mm. And probably it's because of, of listening to him in my formative adolescent years. Um, and it's probably closer for some, and maybe he's not number one for a lot, but, uh, but for me, it was an easy pick. Um, other, other than the guilt part of it. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's, 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 it's actually completely fair in my view, because there aren't a lot, I don't think of rappers who are quite as lyrically complex. Like there are, but I, especially at the time, it felt like it, like a, like he was from it another was planet. brand new. Yeah. yeah. It was like from another planet of just how the fuck, whoa, just how complex is this exactly? This is getting crazy. And I, uh, I really did like Eminem when he came out. I, I know you didn't. We, we had arguments about it. Yeah. So I feel bad. Um, I have come to appreciate him over the years. I still don't care for some aspects of him, largely the ones where like he's fantasizing about killing his wife and stuff. Just yeah. don't love, just don't love that stuff. I don't know. It's not fair. Um, well, also, I, 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 I hated that. I, I, I also, like you said, his, his voice irritated me. So it was like, the fuck. It, and got, then, it got a lot better, though, after it, that first album. It absolutely did. And the other thing was how it was, he was very popular. Like, he got very popular. And yeah. I was like, You notoriously do not like that. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like, I didn't like him to begin with, but if he had just sort of stayed, you know, where like just kind of popular i would have been like whatever but he became so popular that i was just like now i've gone from just he's not really my thing to fuck this guy and i hope he, <laughs> i hope he falls off a cliff which is kind of hypocritical when i'm sitting there complaining about violent imagery and everything like that <laughs> but uh what, what can i say you're you're a teenager you like what you like and you don't like what you don't like so yep yep and it sticks with you and he really does. I've come to appreciate him, like I said, and I've even come to appreciate a lot of his diss tracks. Something that used to... They're pretty me. impressive. Yeah, it used to annoy me because it's like, why is he dissing everybody? Like, why is he getting into a fight with Moby? That just doesn't seem fair. Like, <laughs> not that, like, I'm not... I don't even like Moby that much. It's just leave him, like, why? You know, it's like getting into a fight with, like, the nerdy kid in the back. <laughs> yeah. Fucking asshole. And his his he defense. was just ready to fight everybody. Like if you mentioned him, yeah, he was ready to throw down. It was hilarious, actually. Like he had a feud with Christina Aguilera because she said he was cute. Yeah, Would he's cute, but I think he's married to Kim. He <laughs> he. <laughs> and he's like, oh, how dare you state the truth? And yeah, like, and then he's like, okay, now I'm going to talk about how you blow Fred Durst. Like, <laughs> okay, which was a funny line, by the way. It's uh, funny stuff. Like, yeah. Looking back now, actually, I do actually go, you know, that's actually pretty funny. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. And that's what I mean about his diss tracks, too, where it's like sometimes I, I, I became more of a fan of him with the diss track he put out about uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly. I knew that's funny. Because he destroyed him. I don't. Machine Gun Kelly is not even a rapper anymore. He moves to a different genre of music. He's like, okay, I guess I'm done here. Never mind. My credibility is gone. <laughs> and it's funny because Eminem called that song "Kill Shot," and it fucking was. He's dead. I know. <laughs> Deceased. <laughs> and that that this track made me laugh like repeatedly. And you know, rap doesn't always rap doesn't make me laugh as much as that song did usually. And speaking of diss tracks and people on our top tens, I want to. Throw another shout out to Pusha T's diss track uh, against Ray, uh, Drake, who who I hate obviously, <laughs> and I like Pusha T a lot. So when he came out with the Drake diss track, I was I was thrilled with it. 
Um, <laughs> you were like, oh, he was just moved up a couple more spots. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Eminem. So are we at number one now? For yeah. Me? So what's your number one? I feel like I know. I, I'm curious. I I, I'm curious because my number one is Talib Kweli. I don't know. That is not what I thought it was going to be. Okay. Who, who'd you think it was going to be? That's, well, I, thought, well, I wonder if he's going to say Common. I love Common. Just not, he's not quite top 10 for me. And Talib Kweli is very much in the same the same yes, area. Very similar. So, like, and I'll, I could put most F on here too. I could put the both of them as Black Star on here. I haven't listened to Black Star's newest album, which they made with Madlib, who I've already mentioned I love. Kweli has kind of gone some strange directions recently on social media. He's kind of taken a lot of feuds to social media and he should have just left it private because a lot of it doesn't come across great. But I'm going to ignore that and just talk about the kind of effect that listen, hearing him for the first time had on me. I was sort of into rap before that. Not so much. Kind of. And mostly it was like Tupac and stuff from the influence of our friends like all right fine i'll listen to it or right. like or like they would put on the dmx album a lot so i kind of became you know i know him kind of like him and i i think the first talib Kweli song i heard was uh, four women which is kind of a cover of a nina simone song and it's a long song it's like six minutes and it's him rapping about four different women in four different situations all of which are interesting all of which are touching and all of which are very lyrically very complicated and 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 uh pleasant to listen to i suppose um and i was like i didn't i didn't realize that rap could quite be like this like that's the kind of that's the kind of effect it had on me where i was like i'm gonna go search out some similar artists and i ended up on common and pharaoh Monch and most f and uh, you know all sorts of people um and to this day still my favorite genre of rap is sort of a socially conscious a little bit more positive, I suppose. Not so much diss tracks as, even though I just complimented several diss tracks highly, more like rapping about, you know, the world and how it should be or how it is and everything. And, but, you know, like he was like my favorite musical artist for a long time. So, that really, not that, he's, not that he's not now. It's just, you know, moved into some different genres and everything. I sort of have, I sort of have phases where, I like one thing more than another. And then when I move to the next phase, it's not that I don't like the previous thing. It's just sort of highs and lows, you know, sort of it's like the season's changing. You know what I mean? I do. I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It's not like the, 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 the nature doesn't forget winter when it's summer. It's just, we've moved to a different phase right now. Yeah. I think that's fair though. I think, I think most people have that. Mm -hmm. um, get in the comments. Yeah. Do you have that? Do you, do you, <laughs> This might be a good one because people might really hate some of these guys. Oh, I know. I know. Or or Drake is quite popular. So. I know. I know. I don't yeah. know. It'll be interesting to see. Um, well, Talib Kweli being Zach's number one. I did not. I honestly did not see that coming. Actually, um, I really thought you'd have Common on this list. So uh, I was surprised to not see him there. And um, yeah, it was. Let's look at I. Th this was a really interesting list, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Maybe other people won't think so, because I feel like mine was sort of very generic and yours was more thoughtful, which I, I don't know if you've noticed, listeners, but that tends to be what happens. Nice. I wouldn't, say, mine, thought, I wouldn't say thoughtful. It's just... Well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm very, like... 
I'm the everyman, you know, mm -hmm. where I'm just yeah. like, I like the popular stuff and I'm okay with it. And you're like, mm, I need, I need it to be deeper. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's especially going to be the case with music ones for exactly why we, we just mentioned that's earlier. That's true. But I forgot, I sense. forgot my, I forgot my quality lyric. Oh yeah. Let's hear it. Um, it's from the song Rush off of his album Quality, which is my favorite album of his. It came out on my birthday in 2002, it turns out. Um, where is it? Here we go. Um, nobody come close to my crew. We wild nice. You ain't tight. Your rhymes is like what a child writes when he can't spell. You chase crumbs and get eight like Hansel. Can't hold your mic like your liquor. Your style light like Amstel. Smack a N-word till my motherfucking hands swell. <laughs> wow. And he delivers it awesome. Uh, the one thing is a little bit like Eminem. His, his voice maybe isn't necessarily the smoothest, but there's not really much you can do about that in the world. <laughs> like you get, you're born with the voice you're born with. And just quick aside, Tali Poli, I actually saw him in concert once. Really? Only rap concert I've ever been to. Thing is, it was by accident, basically. He, really? play, he played at my college, which was, I think I've mentioned the university at Albany. It yeah. was one of those random concerts that you'd be like, it wasn't super well promoted. You just had to kind of see that it was scheduled. Um, it was in fucking Collins Circle, if you know. Really? University at Albany, which is like just a big circle you drive around when you get yeah. to college. That's crazy. Yeah. So I didn't even know until like it was and being you set were up. a big fan already at this point? I, oh, I loved him. I was like, I had been a fan for years. And like, I was like, oh, what are they setting up over there? The fuck? <laughs> One of my favorite music artists in the world is performing over there in like five minutes. And I didn't know. And by over there, I mean like a hundred feet from me, from where I am right now, just in general. So I was like, okay, I'm going over. <laughs> I don't care what I had this that day. I don't know if I had classes. I don't know if I had a doctor's appointment. I don't know if I had jury duty. I don't know if I was on trial. I might have been. I don't know. I'm going to Texas right over there. And I feel a little bit bad for him because it was a small crowd. Because again, it was not promoted. Like, You'd think I'd notice that he was playing at my college, but no. Yeah, really. So, so there was like probably twenty or thirty people there. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, so did you get to meet him or anything? I mean, oh no, he 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 got on, and then it was the celebrity thing where he kind of got on, and then he had other things to do, so he left. Not that nobody tried to approach him, and he was rude or something. Just I think it was like he's the headliner at some small fucking thing. But he put on a great performance, played most of his hits, including several Black Star song songs. Um, that he did most deaf parts for, which is funny because most deaf wasn't there. I was like, Oh, I wonder if most deaf is going to come out. Surprise, get no, he just he just did them and like usually put put a shout out to like, Oh, this is most deaf's part, but I'll do it. Um, and I mean, we were like front row because again, there were 20 people <laughs> and he was excellent. He uh had a lot of energy despite the fact that like if it was me and I'm a well known artist and I'm in a crowd in front of 20 people, I'd be like, Never mind, I'm just going home. <laughs> Because this is embarrassing, but um, loved it. It was one of my favorite concert experiences, if for no reason other than it was a fucking complete surprise, <laughs> and obviously free. So anyway, that's the end of that. Well, I think that's a good story to end on. Yeah, actually. Um, so, listeners, list. Uh, thank you for listening, and um, join us next week when we're going to be ranking the best uses of Q-tips. I didn't know that that was <laughs> leave in my genuine reaction to that <laughs> because I didn't know that's what we were doing. So I'll have to go ahead and get to work on that. <laughs> is, is it because our best uses of pasta was so fun? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, 
Thanks again and goodbye. I'm going to eat black babies. Hold on here a second. Yeah. We got a little white cannibal over here. We need to. <laughs>